0: Last we're ending this series. Fear not. I want to uh, ask if you can help us. Uh, we're going to be passing out some blessing bags in the months of November and December, and wh- some items that we'd like to have in there, especially during the winter months, is some uh, hand warmers, some deodorant, and some new, uh, some small tarts, brand new. You can usually get them for two or three bucks at, at Ace or someplace like that, and then some some of those uh, ponchos, uh, just for them to g- get through the weather. Uh, You know, when they're out, if they're they're in a tent camping, or sometimes just a nice tarp will help them keep them dry. And so we'd like to be able to do that in our blessing bags uh, these next couple of months. If you can help us with that, we'd appreciate that. Uh, We've been doing a series. This is the last and final week uh, on Fear Not. Today we're talking about You're Not Alone. And let me just tell you if you're here today and maybe you've been thinking, I feel alone, I want you to know you're not alone. No matter how much you feel like you're alone, no matter how much you think you're alone, no matter how much you may have walked and you felt, man, I am so alone. I want you to know you're not alone. And we're going to talk about that that today. you know, we've covered a lot of ground over a very short time, but I believe that if you will take to heart everything that I have told you, then I believe that you'll be able to walk on this journey and not fear. And today is no different. I want you to understand that Jesus is with you each and every step that you take. And today I want to show you this. If you have your Bibles, go with me to the book of Joshua. I want to read a few verses from chapter one and you can also find Matthew as well. I want to read uh, a few verses from there as well from chapter 28. So Joshua chapter one and Matthew 28. Joshua chapter 1, verse 1, it says, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give to them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I, and I want you to listen to this verse, this part. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Verse 6. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you'll be prosperous and successful. Verse 9. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Amen. It is in this book that we get a closer look at Joshua. You know, we're first introduced to, to Joshua in uh, the time of Moses. We know that he was kind of like, I, I've heard it described different ways. If you want to look at a pastor, um, associate pastor relationship, Moses was kind of the pastor and and uh, uh, Joshua was kind of the associate pastor. If you want to look at it as a, as a uh, mentor, that's, that's what Moses was to Joshua. I mean, he was his mentor. I mean, he was with him everywhere. He was like his right-hand man. I, I don't know if you remember the story of when uh, Moses sent the spies out to go spy out the land. Joshua was one of the ones. And so they go spy out the land. And as they're spying out the land, they come back. And it was Joshua and Caleb that says, man, let's take them. Let's go. You know, just like every good young person of faith that's ready to go and and just vibrant and just i mean they're ready to go conquer the world and and that was who joshua was and we see we get this picture of him and uh as that story goes of course they they chose to be afraid and not go and and take so here it is now here moving on you know a few years later and here they are and moses has now died the leader The man that was in charge, the man that God had given the petition to go and to take the land, to give him the promised land. But because of some things that Moses had done, God would only let him see the promised land. He would not let him step foot on the promised land. So he's died. And now it's in Joshua's hands. I don't know about you, but this is a big responsibility I mean, there's a lot of people that he's in charge of now. This is not just some small group of people, but he has been given the reins. He's been given the charge. He's been told, hey, you can go and you can conquer this land. And, and, and I'm sure there was probably just a little bit of, of questioning, maybe. I don't know. I would be terrified If here I had followed this man and I had done everything that I was supposed to do and all of a sudden he's dead now and he's no longer giving me advice or or giving me some instructions or telling me how I can conquer this land or do what I'm supposed to do or do these things, and all of a sudden it's now my turn and the reins have been handed over to me, I can only imagine what's going through Joshua's mind. It's a big task. And let's face it. If you've ever read anything in Exodus, Leviticus, or Numbers, or Deuteronomy, you know these people aren't the easiest people to deal with, right? I mean, here they are. They're going through the land, and what happens? Hey, Moses, you know, we're tired of this manna from heaven. Okay? But this is from God. So Moses goes, he talks to God, and here he gives him quail. Hey, Moses, we want to have somebody to worship. He's like, you're worshiping God. He brought you out of Egypt. He goes up, he creates the Ten Commandments. And while he's gone, his his, his, uh, minister that was in charge, Aaron, builds this idol. He's like, what are y'all doing? Here's a you know, and of course Moses got angry, threw down the Ten Commandments, had to go make some more. God had to create some more for him, you know. I mean, it was all these things happening, and so these weren't the easiest group of people to get along with. These weren't the easiest group of people to walk with. And now he's been placed in charge of these people to go and take them into the promised land that God has given them, where they're going to settle down, they're going to live, they're going to they're go and conquer these, uh, these, uh, uh, these other nations. And they're going to go be who God has called them to be. And Joshua has been handed the reins. You know, the Bible describes Joshua as being filled with the Holy Spirit and then commissioned as the one to follow in leadership after Moses. Look at Deuteronomy 34, verse 9. It says, Now Joshua, son of Nun, was filled with the spirit of wisdom because Moses had laid his hands on him, so the Israelites listened to him and did what the Lord had commanded Moses. And it's in our text where God is calling Joshua to lead the Israelites into the promised land. Now, if you were to look up the name Joshua in the Greek, it's a form of the name Jesus. It means the Lord saves or the Lord is salvation. Joshua is a prophetic representative of Jesus Christ simply because he led God's people into the promised land and the victory over their enemies. So think for just a moment. We've talked about, we've talked about these responsibilities that have been given to him. We've talked about how difficult this group of people were. We've talked about this great responsibility that now he has to go into the promised land and maybe he dealt with some anxiety. Maybe he had some worries. He might have even had some doubts on if he could do this task or not. But see, we can't just stop there because as we read this text in verse 9, we see where we have a reminder that if God didn't think he could do it, God wouldn't have asked him to do it. Amen? I believe that God thought he could do it. And look what God reminded Joshua of in verse 9 again. He says, Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Now, did God tell him that he was only going with him part of the way? No. He said he would be with him wherever he went. Now, let's look at the New Testament. Jump over to Matthew. For three years, a group of people has been following Jesus. They've been listening to his teaching. They have heard everything that he has said, and they have truly left everything behind to follow him. They believe that he is the Messiah. They want uh, to help him conquer the world. They, they want to live in this new world. And then Jesus dropped a big surprise on them. He said, by the way, I'm going away. I'm leaving. Can you just imagine the shock, the, 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 just the, heart, the heartbreak? I mean, they probably they're thinking, man, but we were gonna conquer this world with you. We were gonna do whatever you wanted us to do. We were gonna go to as far as you wanted us to go to be whoever you wanted to be. We were gonna do this great and mighty thing, and we were gonna take over, and we were gonna live in this new kingdom, in this in this new earth that you have created. They were ready. And then Jesus drops this bombshell on and says, Hey, by the way, I'm leaving. And he says, oh, and I am going to go, I'm going to go prepare a place for you, and it's going to be a great and magnificent place, because in my father's house, there are many rooms, there are many mansions, if it were not so, I would have told you, and he says, I'm going to prepare this place for you, so that you can come someday, and I have to go away, because if I don't go away, it can't be done. And Jesus is telling them all this, that I have to leave, I'm not going to be, and then what happens, after, that was, that was a moment that took place in, in, the, uh, uh, in the, at the, at the Last Supper, and then after that, what happens is Jesus goes, and, and they're praying in the garden, and then the betrayers come, and they take him away, and they take him to go be put on trial, and he's, after his trial, he goes and he becomes crucified. They crucify him and he dies. And I can just imagine, I mean, you know, one of the things that whenever they, they arrested Jesus, it said that the disciples just scattered. They went all directions. Because they were afraid. They're like, man, if they can come get Jesus, our leader, then you know they can come after us. You know they can come get us. And so what did they do? They scattered, man. They they didn't know what to do. They didn't know where to go. They didn't know know what was going on. All they knew was that their their leader had been taken away. He had been put on a cross and he had died. And they mourned Jesus. They were sad. They were probably worried. They were scared. They were afraid. They didn't know all these things was going through their mind. and And they didn't know how to handle all of this. But then, Jesus came back from the grave. He was alive. And they thought, oh great, he's he's risen. Now we can go and and fulfill the kingdom. Now we can go. Our leader is back. Jesus is back. And we we can continue on what we thought we were going to be able to do. But Jesus gathers them together. And then look what he told them before he left this earth. It's found in Matthew 28, verse 16. 20 It says, Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. And when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, Authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. They've been given an enormous task to go make disciples of not just their hometown, but all nations. Can you imagine some of the thoughts that might have gone through some of the followers' minds? I mean, I don't know about you, but there was a time you can read throughout the Gospels where they tried doing some things and things weren't happening. And it's like, how, why is this? Hap- why is it that Jesus can lay hands but yet we try and, and it's, it doesn't work? You know, they've questioned some of the things, some of the things that they've done, some of the reasons that they, that they tried to you know, help and heal and, and do the things that Jesus teach and minister. So you can only imagine that here they were. They had this task before them. They might have been experiencing some anxiety, maybe some worry, possibly fear. But Jesus reminded them of something in verse 20. Just as God had reminded Joshua in Joshua chapter 1, here Jesus is reminding the disciples, his followers, in Matthew chapter 28, verse 20. He said, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Did he say sometimes I'm with you? Did he say, whenever I feel like being with you, whenever the, the weather is just right, whenever the wind blows just right, I'll be with you? No, Jesus said that I am with you always to the very end of the age. He didn't tell them that he would just be with them for a short time. He told them that he would be with them to the very of the age and maybe there are some of you here today God has been giving you a task to do it seems enormous it seems too great for you to accomplish you don't think you have the ability to do it you don't think you have the skills you believe that you are capable you believe that you are not capable of doing it you find too many excuses for not be, uh, doing it you believe all the lies that the enemy tries to tell you but it is time to stop and understand that God is using you God is telling telling you today that he will be with you each step that you take and he will not let you go at this alone. Amen? God will be with you. When someone is dying or leaving us, what do we do? We pay close attention to them, right? We want to hear their last words. Jesus left those disciples that day with some last words of instruction. God gave Jesus complete authority over heaven and earth and on the basis of his authority Jesus told his disciples to go and make disciples as they preached as they baptized as they taught and with this same authority I want you to understand something Jesus still commands us to tell others the good news and make them disciples for the kingdom We are to go. It doesn't matter if it's next door or to another country We are to go and make disciples. It is not an option. But it is a command to all who call Jesus Lord. There is not a choice, but a command. Amen? And just as Jesus promised to be with the disciples, and just as God promised to be with Joshua, God promises to be with us. Amen? We're being obedient to his word. We're listening to his commands. We are fulfilling his commands. God sticks to his word, amen? He will not leave you. He will never leave you. He's always by your side. He's always walking with you. He's walking with you step in step, no matter how you feel or what you feel like you're going through or what you feel like is happening all around you. I want you to understand that Jesus is Walking with you. Jesus is with us through the Holy Spirit. Remember what Jesus told his disciples in John fourteen twenty six. He said, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Understand that the advocate, who is the Holy Spirit, is here with us today. He is helping us in every way. You do not have to worry. You do not have to fear. The advocate is there for you. Amen. And when Jesus is added, uh, uh, when Jesus, when we have Jesus and we put him in our habits that you've been building, you've been forming these habits throughout this series, you can begin to see. How someone like Paul was able to say with confidence, I can do all this through him who gives me strength. And that's something that's so important that we have to understand that we are not doing this alone. When we are obedient... When there's, Jesus gives us a task, when he speaks to our heart and he gives us a task to accomplish, he gives us something to do, or as his commands in the Bible is to go into the world and to make disciples, when we are being commissioned to go do that and to do what he's calling us to do, I want you to understand that we're not doing this alone. We are not on our own. We are not walking by ourselves. He is walking beside us each step that we make. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. And here's the thing. When you know that the Savior of the universe is committed to standing with you through every trial, through every season, through every affliction, literally everything, you walk with a bit more confidence in your step. Amen? We have to, understand, we have to do that in our head. Sometimes it's hard to put it in our head, to wrap our brains around it, Right? The fact that everything that we do, we're not doing it alone. You ever had a time where you just said, man, I feel lonely? At your most lonely times, you know you're still not lonely. Jesus is there. He's still there. Even when we say that we don't want him, he never turns his back on us. See, all that went away whenever Jesus went on the cross. The only time that God ever couldn't look on Jesus or that God could never look on anybody was when Jesus had had taken on the sins of the world and he was dying upon the cross. And now today, because Jesus did that, guess what? We have the advocate, the Holy Spirit that's here to comfort us, that's here to guide us, that's here to direct us, that's here to lead us. And even when we say that we don't want them, guess what? They're there. All you have to do is turn. Say, Lord, I need you. Jesus, I need you. I need you as a part of my life. I need you in my life. And he's there. He's like, I never left your side. I've been there. I've always been there for you. When we have that confidence to be able to walk in uh, the steps of what Jesus has laid out for us, there's a little bit of a spark in our eyes, right? There's boldness in our moves that we know that we can make it through life. You know, there's, there's is fear, anxiety, worry, doubt. It's not that any of these things don't exist, right? They still exist. They've, they never just completely go away. It's that they have a proper place in the capable hands of Christ, Amen? It's that we put them in their proper place and make them submit to the authority that Jesus has placed in our heart and in our life. Amen? You can walk in victory. It's so important that we keep recognizing the unhealthy fear in our life and we deal with it appropriately. Don't worry about tomorrow, but keep your energy focused on today. Amen? What, and, a, and above all else, remember that Jesus is with you every step of the way. Now, I might not be able to give you the audible voice of God like Joshua got at the edge of the promised land and the disciples got from Jesus, but I can give you the same encouragement that the Lord has given all throughout the Bible to his people. And it's this do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Fear not. God and Jesus are with you always through the Holy Spirit until the very end. Amen? We don't have to worry. We don't have to be afraid. We don't have to live with anxiety. We put it in its proper place and we say, you know what? No matter what happens today, I know that my Redeemer lives. I know that Jesus loves me more than my problems. I know that he's going to take care of me. And then as I walk my life, as I put one foot in front of the other, you ever tried to accomplish a big task? You ever seen something like have you ever, we went uh, a couple years ago, I took Brinley over to that climbing wall place. Have you ever been to a climbing wall place where you go in there and it's literally just places where you can just climb? It's a pretty big task. Some of, them are, some of the walls are flat. Some of them are like curved like this to where when you get up to the top or whatever, you start going at a different angle. And, and, you, and you rely on, on your strength. You usually have somebody who uh, has a rope that holds you to keep you up. And, and so as you're going through this task, you know, of getting, you know, the task is you want to get to the top to try to, sometimes there's a bell up there. You can ring a bell or whatever and just say, hey, I made it. But It's a task. And if you've ever tried to climb one of those walls, you know that it's not necessarily an easy task because you're basically pulling all your body weight up and let me tell you something I'm a big old boy <laughs> and it's not easy pulling this body up a side of a deal so i don't I don't usually climb those very often, uh, probably not at all um, but it's a task, and so it was neat watching her ha- as she would try to climb these these different things and do the different tasks but what is there there's a goal the goal is to get to the top and how do you reach that goal one piece at a time you can't necessarily go from this one all the way up to the top in one giant leap you have to take it one step at a time one climb at a time to get to the top and see and that's the same thing about life As we're going through life, there's going to be obstacles that come our way. There's going to be things that we look at that task and we say, man, that's a giant task to try to accomplish. I'm afraid. I don't know if I can reach that. I don't know if I have the ability. I don't know if I have the strength. I don't know if I can do that. But see, here's the thing. Jesus comes along and he lets you know. He tells you, look, I'm going to help you get there step by step, peg by peg, moment by moment, until one of these days you're going to be able to reach the top and reach the pinnacle of what I have waiting for you, something far greater and something far more magnificent than you ever imagined. But you have to trust me. You have to understand that you don't have to be afraid. You just have to keep moving forward. Know that I'm right beside you each and every step. And you don't have to live in fear. You don't have to live in worry. You don't have to let anxiety take control of your body or your life. You just have to say that, you know, I trust in Jesus. I put my trust in God. And I'm going to allow the Holy Spirit to work in me. And so that I can fulfill and do what God wants me to do. Amen. We can be all that God wants us to be. But we have to put our trust and our faith in Him and know that He's walking with us every step that we take. You are not alone. Amen? You are not alone. Turn to your neighbor and tell them, You're not alone. Tell them again, Say, You're not alone. God has something far greater than we ever could possibly even imagine. And the Holy Spirit is guiding us and directing us and leading us. And he's he's teaching us every single day of who we are and who we are to be. Amen? And you're not alone. You're not going to walk this alone. Because he loves you and he cares for you. And he wants what's best for you. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Can we pray this morning? Lord, I just come to you right now. God I just praise you and I thank you and I honor you today I give you praise I give you glory you're king of kings and lord of lords God there may be somebody here this morning for whatever reason they feel like they're alone they feel like they can't go another step They feel like every step that they take, that they feel emptiness, they feel loneliness. But Jesus, I know that you're you're by our side. You're with us each step that we take. And Lord, I pray this morning, God, that if there's anybody here that does not know you and they are feeling that loneliness, God, then they can be set free here this morning. If they're watching at home, then I believe they can be set free this morning, God. That they don't have to experience this fear. They don't have to let worry and anxiety control their life. They can put it in its proper place and know that you are walking by their side each and every step that they take. And so, Father, I ask this morning that you would bring comfort and peace To those that are feeling lonely. To bring comfort and peace to those that are feeling scared. Those that have fear. Those that have worries. And that you can wash that away. You can come into their hearts today. And they can give their lives to you. Before we go any further with heads bowed, eyes closed. I want to ask you this morning. If you're here. Or if you're at home. I want to give you an opportunity to ask Jesus into your heart. Scripture says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you can be saved. That means every sin forgiven, washed away as if it never happened. Today you recognize that you need his grace, you need his forgiveness, you need change. It's not something that you can earn, it's not anything that you deserve, but it's freely given to you and that's why you're here today and it's time to say yes. Today by faith you can give him your life and I promise you, you won't ever feel like you're alone ever again. If this is you, I want you to know, I want you to say this prayer after me. I, I want you to know that Jesus loves you and I want you to know that he cares for you. And I want you to take this moment to say this prayer. Can we all say this prayer together? Say, dear Jesus, I admit that I am a sinner. I confess that I need a Savior. Today I give my heart to you. Come into my life and make me clean. I want to serve you. I give my life to you. I am no longer my own i will never be afraid but i am yours in jesus name amen amen if you said that prayer i want you to be sure to let someone know maybe it's letting me know we want to help you on your spiritual journey this is not a sprint amen (laughs) this was a sprint we'd all be in heaven today Amen. this is not a sprint this is a marathon. I don't know if you've ever been to a track meet. They have different, you know, they have relays and they have, uh, they have the, the uh, cross country, which is the longer distance. And they have the sprints, you know, the 40 meters, 100 meters. It's just you run as fast as you can from point A to point B, you know. So each thing is different. I want you to understand this is not a sprint. This is a marathon. This is a journey that we're going on together. Isn't that the great thing about God's family is that we can't, we're not, not only are we not doing this alone because Jesus is with us, but we're not doing this alone because guess what? We're all doing this together, amen? Amen. And so if for some reason you've never asked Jesus into your heart or if you're at home and you've never asked Jesus into your heart, today was your first day, then I want you to know that this is a journey and we as a church want to help you on this journey, amen? Amen. We want to help you be who God's called you to be. And, and if you're here, and let's say you've been saved for a few years, guess what? Just because you get saved doesn't mean the journey ends. There's more for you to do. God's got a place for you. God's got a, a purpose for you. God wants you to take it one step at a time and to know that there is something far greater for you to receive, to accomplish. God is not finished with you yet. Amen? God has a work for you to do. I want us to do something. Can we sing something this morning? You got something ready? We're going to sing. Can we stand this morning? And I want us just to worship the Lord.
1: blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but holy trust Savior
0: trust him this morning do you love the lord this morning god is so good amen he'll never leave you he'll never forsake you that's what that's what he told joshua when joshua got ready to go in and take the promised land by the way if you haven't read the rest of the book of joshua guess what happens joshua goes and takes the promised land he does he, he occupies what he's supposed to do if you've not read the book of acts guess what the disciples did they started going taking the gospel around the world amen they were doing what God told them to do. They obeyed what God told them to do. And they understood and they knew that God was there with them each and every step of the way. I want you to know there's no reason for you to fear, amen? There's no reason for you to be afraid. There's no reason for you to have worries or anxiety because Jesus is with you each and every step of the way. And when those thoughts come into your head, when things start coming up, guess what you do? You take them and you make them surrender to the authority of That you've been given jesus gave you the authority and you tell it it has no place in your life you give it to the hands of jesus and let jesus take it amen and we can walk in the victory that god has laid out for us because of who we are in christ amen you can be seated for just a moment god is so good i want to do a few things this morning first of all I want you to be getting ready to give. As you're getting ready to give this morning, I want you to know next Sunday, we're going to collect for BGMC once again. We'll have the, the bucket out here. We'll have the kids come and collect BGMC. So bring your change, your dollars, your quarters, nickels, hundreds, twenties, all that good stuff for BGMC that maybe you've been saving up for the last couple of months since we hadn't been collecting because we've been doing it for Speed of Light. And you can bring that change next week and we'll be collecting that change also the youth are still collecting envelopes for speed the light they're out there you can pick up an envelope in the foyer and let me just say i want to tell you everybody here thank you thank you thank you for your support for missions for your support for bgmc speed the light light for the lost all these missions things i want you to know that that your money that you give is not going in vain it has been used to go spread the gospel around the world amen and it's because of your help that we are able to do this. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much for giving to those things. Before we leave, I gotta, I, I, I'm going to pray over the offering, but just a minute I want to show you this video.